Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're well. I hope the Lord has protected you and has kept you well. Yes, we thank the Lord for yet another time in His presence and uh, for everyone that is joining us live in our broadcast from wherever you are, from whichever whichever part of the world that you are. We welcome you and we thank God for you. And uh, I want to take time in the presence of God. We'll study the word and after we shall get into a time of prayer. And uh, I pray that the Lord speaks to you, that the Lord comes out on your behalf. Sometimes things don't seem to go our way, but the confidence that we have in the Lord makes it all perfect. And I want to let you know that God is concerned about your life. God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He is still the Almighty. And uh, He will respond to your need. He will respond to your cry. You just need to have faith and believe in Him. And... Uh, we're studying the book of Matthew, and I'll continue from there, from where we left off yesterday. And uh, we looked at Matthew chapter 21, which we concluded, and I want us to continue today with uh, chapter 22 of this book of Matthew. And you can always follow through even as we study. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. This is another parable. Remember we looked at the parable yesterday that Jesus was telling his disciples and now he still speaks to them in parables, not only the disciples but even those who follow and uh, the chief priests as well, and uh, the Pharisees as well, and he speaks to them, and now gives them another parable. This one is of a marriage feast, and that is what uh, he's telling them in chapter 22. And it says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. Yeah. He's comparing the kingdom of heaven. He's comparing the kingdom that they've always waited for, the kingdom that they've believed for, but some of them, or most of them, did not understand that it was actually here. And now he says he's going to compare it to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. 
And he sent out his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding feast. And they were unwilling to come. So the king sends out invitation. He's sending out his workers. They will be called slaves here. And he tells them, go and invite this person. This person, he lists down those he wants invited to the feast. And the Bible tells us that these people were unwilling to come. First of all, you want to imagine how a king calls and you refuse to come. How a king calls and you're not willing to go. Let's picture. Well, in our nation we have kings. You might also have kings from wherever you're listening from. You imagine getting an invitation from a king. And that invitation is calling you to the banquet or to the wedding of their son. It's a wedding that many people would be interested in. It's a wedding that people would actually leave everything, leave all their programs and attend to him. Attend to the king because that is what is going to make their day or their year. And we recently had a wedding here of a king and people were so expectant. People were excited. People wanted to attend. Yeah? And in, even in this case, even if it's the son of the king, you would want to attend such a wedding. But the Bible tells us here, as Jesus is telling this parable, that he sends out his slaves to go and invite these specific people for this wedding feast, and they're not interested. They're not willing to come. Verse 4. Again, he sent out other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fattened livestock are all butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. Now, this is amazing. In their culture, what they used to do, they would send out invitation if you have guests that you want to call. They send out an invitation and the slaves would go or whoever they are sending, the servants would go and talk to the people who are invited. Then they would know, sort of receive confirmation. That would give them a picture of how many people are coming for this event. So, if there are many, they would prepare adequately. So, it appears that they received some confirmation. That is why we have such a preparation made by the king. Yeah? For such a huge dinner. Oxen, fattened livestock. And they are coming to the feast. So, when it is ready, they would send back the servants and tell them, it's time. You guys need to get ready and come. We are ready for you. That is exactly what the king does even here. Yeah? He tells those that have been invited, I've prepared my dinner, my oxen, fattened calf, come to the wedding feast. 
But guess what? Verse 5. But they paid no attention. And they went their way. One to his own farm. Another to his business. Like it is time for the meal. It is time for the celebration to start. And that is the moment where they do not pay attention to the invitation. They're like, it doesn't matter. I have things to do. I have to go to my farm. I have to attend to my business. I do not have anything to do with that wedding. And in verse 6, they even take it a notch higher. They seize his slaves, the king's servants, and mistreated them and killed them. What level of disrespect to the king? Or what level of evil is this? That people who are calling you for something good, people who are calling you for a celebration, people who are calling and telling, come and we rejoice together, instead meet their death. Whatever was going on was deep with these guys. You've been called for a wedding, but instead, for the person that is coming to let you know it's time for us to go, it's time for us to attend, you instead kill them. That is what happens now. So, verse 7, the king was enraged. And he sent his armies and destroyed those murderers and set their city on fire. The king is angry. How can you do that to me? How can you kill my servants? I only called you to come and be part of the wedding. I only called you to come and celebrate with me. I only called you to come and witness the joy of my son getting married. And instead you kill my servants. Since he's a king, he's got authority. He's got an army. He decides, let me send it there and destroy these murderers. So, he does not only destroy the murderers, but also he sets their city on fire. Those who killed his slaves, those who are on the invitation list and now on the kill list, those who the king had intended, loved, chosen, picked out, written out invitation cards for, and now on the kill list, they've got to die. Because they, first of all, took it, they did not take his invitation serious, but then they also did an evil thing and killed those who invited them for the wedding. Then, in verse 8, because right now at this point, it has failed. The ones that he wanted to come for the wedding are not interested. He wishes good for them, but they do not wish good for him. He loves them, but for them, they show that they will kill those who serve him. So in verse 8, he says, to his slaves the wedding is ready but those who are invited were not worthy I thought that these are the people that are key 
I had selected these because I thought they loved me. I had picked them out because I love them. They demand to be on the wedding of my son. But then, because of what they done, I realized they are not worthy. So because they are not worthy to be part of this event, he says in verse 9, he tells his servants, Go to the main highways, and as many as you find there, invite to the wedding feast. The king is now extending the invitation. He's saying, just go to the highway. As many as you find, tell them to come. Tell them the king has called you. Come for the feast. Come and celebrate with the king. Come and enjoy yourselves. You were not on the invitation list, but you've now made it to the list. Because those who were on the list are not worthy. So verse 10. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all they found. Everyone they found, they gathered. Everyone they met, they called. They said, come. The king has a son who is getting married and I know you know about it. But come, because you've been chosen by the king. And the Bible tells us they called everyone they found. They were not selecting. Whether, because I believe the first invitation had those who are of high ranks. Yeah, because those are the ones who are close to the king. Those are the ones who are friends to the king. So they just called everybody, come. Whether you work in the market, whether you work in wherever you work, whether you are in the farms, whatever it is, just come, you've been called by the king. And not only did they just call everyone, but both evil and good. They even went and called the thieves. They went and selected everybody that is there, even those who are disregarded by society. Whether you are a good person or bad person, they called you. And the Bible tells us, the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests. The entire wedding hall was filled with these guests. So now what is happening? The king has got his guests. His dinner hall is full. Maybe they are not the ones he initially had planned for, but well and good. He has filled his room and the function is going to happen. And the king came. He came in in the hall because celebration has started to look over the guests that had come and he saw a man there who was not dressed in wedding clothes. So he says to him, Friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes? 
and the man was speechless. He's wondering, because everybody else has dressed well, including those who are evil, by the way, or those that are farmers, or people from the market, or those that were not expected to show up in proper condition for a wedding. It is this man who stands out among all of them and is not dressed in the right attire. And he's wondering, how did you come in here? Then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him out into the outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. I have called them, yes, all of them. But this one did not dress accordingly, so cast them out. Israel was chosen. The first invitation was to the Israelites. Straight from the time when we read from the moment of Moses, these are God's chosen people. These are the ones that have been selected. These are the ones that have been picked. These are the ones that God is interested in. And yet, after receiving all this attention, after receiving this invitation, they decide that they are not willing to come to the banquet. They are not interested in the son. They are not interested in the son of the king. They are not interested in Jesus. They've got nothing to do with him. They would rather stay and do their business. They would rather stay and attend to their farms. And they did not just stop there. When the invitation was sent out by the servants of God, they killed them. They tortured them. They mistreated the prophets. They mistreated those that God sent. They mistreated even the son himself. They did not pay attention to him. And for those who did that, clearly is judgment from the Lord. Because these are my people. These are my servants. I've sent to them to you, Israel. And we know how the story of Israel ends or how it goes. They are, they, they are in captivity. They are taken up by other nations and they suffer because they refuse to listen. And everything that goes on even in the time of Jesus or after the time of Jesus is because they refuse to attend to the invitation of the banquet. He has come. Jesus has come. Believe in him and share in the banquet. But they are not willing to do that. And by grace, so much grace, he says, okay, it was first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. It was first to the Jews. And when they do not respond to the invitation, 
it crosses over to the Gentiles. That is you and me. And we are called to the banquet. We are called to the event. We are called to the wedding to celebrate the Son. To celebrate the gift of salvation. And we are in this dinner, in this feast. But there is one problem. If we do not do as the king demands, as the occasion demands, and we come in not dressed in the right way, because we've all been called, even those who are good people, even those who are evil, even those who used to do all the bad things, at that moment you had to dress well because that's what is demanded of you at that moment. And now, we've been accepted. Gentile. Accepted in the kingdom of God. Accepted to share in the banquet. But the expectations. There are things that the father expects. There are things that the king expects from us. There are things that are expected for those who attend the banquet of the Son. You've got to dress to the occasion. And when we come and partake of this salvation, there is a life that is demanded of us to walk in the commandments of God. To listen to that which Jesus is telling us. Yes, we've been accepted, but we need to walk with him. We need to walk like him. We need to do his will. We need to stand and be counted. So that the day of judgment does not come and they say, bind them hand and foot and throw them into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because we know that this was always used when they are referring to the day of judgment. We do not want to be part of those. We do not want to be part of those. So we need, as believers, to know that if this grace has been extended to us, then there are things we've got to do. Live a life worthy of the calling. Live a life worthy of the calling, of the invitation. Live a righteous life. Live a life that pleases God. Stand for God. That is what I've got to do. Because many are called, but few are chosen. We have all been called. But when we get into that dinner room and we are not dressed to the occasion, we will not be chosen to be part of it. It's key for us as believers to understand that we've been called by grace. We were not part of this party. But there are those who did not take the event serious and we came in and were granted access. And how I imagine 
that these people when they are called on the street that hey the king is calling you come for the party they do not object at one point because they knew that this is a great king but those who are with the king did not even understand those who were close to him that received the first invitation did not even understand the power that the king holds they don't respect him but these who are watching those on the street who get the last invitation for them they always prayed and hoped and said if we can only be like these guys preferred by the king because the king that they have is a mighty king he fights battles they witnessed everything they've read the history they know that this is a god who helped these people out of egypt he's a god who has fought battles for them he's a god who has done great things for them and when he calls they listened because for them they did not have any god like that when the invitation came for you to accept jesus you took it on you received him in your life because you felt that is the only solution but now it is time for us to walk in the path of christ it's time for us to do as christ demands I just want us to get into prayer right now Mighty Father, we need you. Oh Lord, we need you. By grace, you have saved us. By grace, you've invited us. You've brought us close to you. You have chosen us amongst thousands and said come to my banquet come to the party come and enjoy the beauty of my son oh how you have loved us you have brought us close to you lord You have brought us close to you king of glory. You have let us serve you. You have let us into your courts. You have let us into that place of worship. That place that you've reserved for the few. Lord, you have brought us close there. how you've loved us you have drawn us closer to you oh lord how you have loved us you have said come and enjoy the benefits i have prepared the meal for you come and enjoy the benefits and lord we have come we've enjoyed the benefits we've enjoyed 
the anointing. We have enjoyed the wealth, the riches, the blessings. We have been partakers of your glory because you have loved us. Because you have given us consideration. Even with evil, even with stain, even with sin, you said, Come. Come into my house. Come and be my guest. You called us. Even when we were not worthy, you called us, O God, and said, Come. And we came to the table. Oh, how you've loved us. Even when we were living a life of promiscuity, you said, come, come to the table. Even when we were not doing the right things, even when we were vulgar, you said, come to the table. Even when we were adulterous, Lord, you said, come to the table. Even when we were liars, you said, come to the table. Even when we were murderers, you said, come to the table. Even when we did not wish good for others, Lord, you said, come to the table and enjoy the banquet of my son and enjoy the saving grace of my son and enjoy the kingdom of heaven. How you have loved us. And sometimes, Lord, we take it for granted when we've been called into your presence. We take it for granted when we've been invited in your presence. And even right there, we still come with our filth. Even right there, we still come with our hearts that are not clean. Even right there, we still come with hearts of hatred. Even right there we still come, Lord of heaven, not wishing the best for others. Yet you have loved us. And you've drawn us close to you. You've drawn us close to you. That we may see the beauty of your presence. That we may see the magnificence of your kingdom. You've brought us And oftentimes we've let you down, oh God. We ask you to forgive us. We ask you to forgive us, oh God. We ask you to pardon us, oh God. Do not throw us out where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do not throw us out, Lord of glory. Do not throw us out, Lord. Do not throw us out, Lord, because we've been weak. Lord, we need you to help us and pardon us. Give us another opportunity. Shake us out, Ablaya, shake us 
talk to God and speak your heart to him. Tell him where you want him to help you. Tell him where you have failed. Repent. Go in repentance before God right now. He has called us and right in the midst of his presence we have failed. He has called us and right in the midst of his presence we've not been faithful. We've not put on the wedding garment but rather we've come in the filth. We've carried the filth of the world into the presence of God. And we need him to help us. We need him to forgive us. We need him to pardon us. Tell him where you need the pardon. Tell him where you need the pardon. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He has loved us. God has loved us. God has loved us. God has loved you. He's loved us. You have loved us, O God. And oftentimes we've not responded in the right way. We've continued to live in in a life that does not please you. Yet you have loved us and drawn us close, even when we were not deserving. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Go on and speak to the Lord right now. Speak to the Lord right now. Invite him into your life to cleanse you. Speak to the Lord right now. Invite him to make you whole. Invite him. Invite him to cleanse your life. Invite him. Because he's the center of purity. He's the center of righteousness. He's the center of holiness. And he can give that to us. He has given that to us. 
shekasata baki shite alababa sri kadale boshatali katala boyoshi talaba we are sorry for taking you for granted oh lord we are sorry for taking the ministry for granted oh lord we are sorry for taking your work for granted oh lord yet you have invited us who are not part of the party but you called us how you have loved us oh god The one who has loved us. The one who has invited us. Thank you, Father. We are blessed by the Lord. We are blessed by the Lord. We are blessed by the Lord. Lord, help us put on the garment that is worthy of the calling. Help us put on the garment that is worthy of the invitation. because we don't want to get to that final day and we are told out you who are not worthy to be here help us each and every day lord help us each and every day lord help us each and every day lord to live lives that are worthy of the calling for many are called but few are chosen You've chosen us Lord You've called us Lord You've set us apart Lord Shababa satala ba yasikaba Shete siti la wakosati la bausai kalaba Yes. May God's goodness surround you. May God's favor surround you. May the love of God fill you. May you feel the love of God right now. May it reach deep, deep within. deep within shabasata labakasi rababa great are you lord the maker of the heavens and the earth 
Great are you, Lord. Great are you, the King of kings. Great are you, the Lord of lords. Great are you, the magnificent one. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the Word of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, BibleInDepth.com.